Hello, I'm Sister Lisa, and I'm coming to you today from the ill, the Edwin Elder Library. And yesterday was very, very short because I just barely started when the little uh, boy I babysit, um, his mom had pulled in the drive right after I started. But today I'm not expecting anybody to come. So I'm going to go ahead and get started on this. Um, I'm going to start on the page, uh, yeah, start on the top of page 89. When we speak his name, the fragrance appears, for the name of Jesus is like an aroma that permeates the atmosphere. Elsewhere in Solomon's song, we read the son of David is like a bundle of myrrh, 1 and 13, and a cluster of henna blossoms, 1 14. He lives on the mountain of myrrh and dwells in a hill of frankincense, 4 and 16. This is the Song of Solomon, I believe. Um, yeah. And Song of Solomon is what I just said. Did I tell you that we are reading the book on prayer by Brother Ken Gurley? My mind is just a thousand miles away. I need to focus. Just got done reading my daily Bible reading. And it's in the book of Leviticus. And it's all about the unclean and cleanness. And it's like, man, for three chapters, I don't know if I got anything out of that. And it's bothering me because I'll, I, I, I realize that I'm so glad that we live under the new covenant. We don't have to do all that clean and unclean, all the sacrifices for sin offering and shut or shut this away for seven days and if it's be clean for the plague of the leprosy and all that. So that's still on my mind. It just boggled my it just boggled my mind. So um, anyway, that's <laughs> I'm gonna try to pull my thoughts in and just I gave God thanks that we're under the new covenant and praise God that he was a supreme sacrifice and he is our high priest. He's not only just our uh, priest like a preacher, the pastor, uh, the sh our shepherd, he leads us and guides us, but he's also our doctor, the great physician. He's also our provider. He's all, he's everything. It's all in him. And I thank God for that. And I just, I did give him thanks for Thanks for that. So, uh, in this book, the book on prayer, see, we need pray. We need pray about everything. And when we speak his name, the name of Jesus, the fragrance appears. For the name of Jesus is like an aroma that permeates the atmosphere, just like in the tabernacle we're talking about. Elsewhere in Solomon's song, we read, The Son of David is like a bundle of myrrh. You know, uh, one of the first songs I ever wrote. Um, I'm, a, I'm a songwriter, or at least I try to be a songwriter. I, I love to write songs. Um, that's where I get my name, Star of Song. That's um, Star of Song Studios is my um, my business. But anyway, um, I wrote the about the apothecary. Have you brought him your portion of stack tea? Have you brought him all night? Did you forget your frankincense or leave your galbanum at home? You know, we've got to offer up this old time, uh, this Old Testament apothecary, this sweet savor before the Lord, and that myrrh and that frankincense. <clears throat> the he, the bundle of myrrh in Song of Solomon one thirteen, and the cluster of henna blossoms, Song of Solomon one fourteen. He lives on the mountain of myrrh. Just think of that he lives on that sweet fragrance and dwells in the hill of frankincense, in the presence. In his presence is fullness of joy. At his right hand is pleasures forevermore. That's a part of a song. I am his and he is mine. Oh, what fellowship divine. Isn't that beautiful? We may not see the rose of Sharon, but we can speak his name. At the mention of his name in prayer, 
the fragrance of his presence will fill the room. Say, he's as close as the mention of his name, Jesus. At the very thought of Jesus. You know, when we think, he knows our thoughts. So we can speak his name, we can think on his name. Think. There's another song, when I think on the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out. Hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. So all these different songs, all these different um, passages of Scripture, they, they are part of our life. If we dwell in that secret place of the Lord Most High, when we are in His presence constantly and pray without ceasing, He helps us to know that He is with us. He is all these things I just mentioned, our doctor, our lawyer. He is our best friend. He is our Savior. He is the Savior of our soul. And I, I praise God for that. In Paul's closing words to the Corinthian church, he says in 2 Corinthians 13 and 14, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. From the crushing that came at Calvary, grace emerged. Just like they had to crush those different flowers for, and, and spices to let the fragrance come, come out. In fact, I was wondering about that. It said, bring the log of oil. I'm like, what is a log of oil? I don't, I, I, I can think of a, maybe a vessel of oil, but I don't really know what a log of oil is. But how they had to take that oil and they had to put it, had to uh, put oil on the ear of the priest, I believe the right ear, and on the right thumb, and on the, on the great toe, which we, our big toe, the right toe. And, um, and and then anoint the whole head, I believe. Uh, there's different things that it had to do with the oil. It was part of, it was part of the custom. It was part of the um, ceremony, uh, part of the purification, uh, the anointing. And, you know, Jesus, he is, um, he was crushed at Calvary. Just like what Brother Gurley's saying right here. He was crushed. He was wounded for our transgressions. By his stripes we are healed. You know, when they... Um, put the crown of thorns upon his head you know blood came down and when they put that spear in his side out came blood and water um he did all that sacrifices for us he was the supreme sacrifice so we don't have to do all that old testament sacrifices anymore but yet we still have to do the old testament apothecary in our praise it's it's not we don't have to literally burn all those different instances but we have to bring that bring that sweet savor before him by our brokenness by our humbleness by our um asking god to forgive us to be our repentance we have to we have to still bring him our brokenness and our humility and let him know we are in need of a savior oh how we need him to be in control complete control of our life from the crushing that came at calvary grace emerged from his selfless act flows the fragrance of love and fellowship to all of us. His love. There's nothing like the love of Jesus. There's nothing like that. And I listened to a sermon last night, or part of the sermon. I want to listen to it. I fell asleep, so I want to listen to it again. But the part that I heard by Brother Jeff Arnold, it was so good. It was talking about how, you know, um, God could take us out at any second because we are, uh, I mean, just because like the the uh, Eli's sons that they offered strange sacrifice before God. They um, 
they didn't do what they were supposed to do. They they tried to do something their own way, and God didn't like it. They took him out. He says, a lot of times today, we do things our own way, and God doesn't instantly kill us. Why not? He could, but Brother Arnold is stressing the fact because of his grace and his mercy, his long-suffering, his patience. He is not willing that any should suffer, but all come to repentance. He is given us. We are definitely, definitely living under his grace and his mercy. And for that, you know, we got so much to be thankful for. He, he did so much for us. What can we do for him? What can we do for Jesus today? How can we be saturated in his presence? In the Persian fable, fable, ordinary clay was scented by contact with roses. We too are made of clay. The longer we stay in contact with the rose of Sharon, the more we are drenched in his presence. Oh, I love that. Jesus has a habit of rubbing off on people. Oh, we want to look like Jesus and we want to smell like Jesus. I hadn't really thought of that. I'm always saying, oh, let the light of Jesus be seen in me. When the world looks at me, do they see Jesus? That's a song. It's also my prayer. You know, this world needs light. It's a dark world, so this world needs our light. And we need to have a pure light, a shining light, a light that shines onto the right path, pointing souls to Jesus. I told you that our Edwin Elder Library, and that's what we named that's what we named our library here, and that's what my podcast is, the Edwin Elder Library. And I got a picture of Sister Edwin Elder right there in front of me, and she's pointing with her pointer, and she's pointing to the cross. She's pointing to the cross, and that is what we've got to do day by day, day by day. We've got to point people to the cross. Last Sunday, I, as I was doing um, my little um, lesson with my children, with my grandchildren, I had them here, and we was coloring the paper saying I could do all things through Christ. And while they were coloring that, I went over and got this little pointer, and I have a cross. I have a cross up on my shelf. And I was up there, and I said, I said, what is, what is that? What is up on that shelf? And they were still coloring. I said, you know up there? I, I said, do you see my that cross? And they said, yeah. And I, I said, well, look. And they says, we know it's there. We don't have to look. You don't have to use that point. that he saw I had that pointer. You don't have to point to it. We know it's there. And it's pretty, I said, yeah, I'm trying to be like Sister Edwin and Elder. And that picture, and I showed them the picture. I said, how she's pointing with the cross. They thought that was pretty neat. But yeah, they knew that cross was there. They see it every Sunday. And that's, But that's the thing. A lot of people have heard about Jesus dying on the cross, but do they know why? Do they know the whole the whole thing of it? We have to. That's what our job is to keep pointing people to the cross and tell them that He was wounded for our transgressions, and by His stripes we're healed. That's why we get buried in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, because He already paid the price. And when we're going down. We're showing, we're showing by our obedience and getting baptized in his name that we know he did that for us. No, we didn't have to personally go out and kill a, have a, a bullock or a turtle dove or all the different sin offerings. We didn't have to do all that because he already paid that price. But we're going down in the water to show, hey, we know what he did for us. Yet we understand that much and we are... We want his name applied to our lives. We want his name on our hearts and our foreheads. We want to be a, a fellowship in his suffering. We want to be a part of that. And now we find out that Jesus has a habit of rubbing off on his people the smell. We want to smell like Jesus. We want that sweet fragrance. I, I actually have been in people's presences where you, you know, 
when you go into their home, they talk to you and you feel you feel the presence of God while you're there because they just have all these testimonies of what God has done and how how great God is and I mean they just these these men and women of Zion these older the older usually it's the older saints they can just you can tell they've been with God you can tell they've been in a prayer meeting and they've been reading their Bible you see their Bible most of the time it's laid open right there on their beside the chair because they've been reading it and when you leave you just walking on air, walking out of their house because you have a light heart. You feel so good. They have rubbed off on you. They their their attitude of giving God praise and everything and praying without ceasing has rubbed off on you, and that's what it is. Jesus rubbing off on people. When Peter and John spoke with great boldness before the people, the Sanhedrin recognized they had been with Jesus. Acts 4.13. There's something about being with Jesus that one cannot deny. Page 90. In days gone by, a salesman called on clients in the industrial area of Corn Cornwall, England. As he exited one shop, he heard the noon whistle sound for the workers to take their lunch break. As he walked through the busy streets, it took him a moment to realize he smelled violets, roses, and other fragrant flowers. He looked around expecting to see a flower garden, but all he saw was a grimy industrial town. The fragrance persisted, and he grew so curious he stopped and asked someone, I say, where are the flowers? I smell their aroma. The person he questioned just laughed and said, did you hear the noon whistle? That was the signal for factory workers to leave for lunch, he said. Just up the street is a perfume factory. When the women working there leave for lunch, they carry the fragrance with them wherever they go. My prayer is that we would carry the fragrance of his presence wherever we may go as well. Just as Mary broke the alabaster box and their fragrance filled the house, wherever you and I go, we cannot deny the fact that we've been with Jesus. John 12 and 3. Being in the presence of the Lord is undeniable. We can live with the rose. Um, reminds me a little bit of um, when I was at, when I was the pianist out at um, Hopewell Missionary Baptist Church. Um, yes, I'm Pentecostal, and but they needed a pianist and they paid me $25 every Sunday to come out and just play the piano for them. And um, I remember there, uh, one of the preachers, he was starting to get the revelation. He really was. God was doing a great work in his life and um, showing him some things. Um, but I remember one day I had put, um, I had put coconut oil on my face, you know. Um, it's, it's a great moisturizer and stuff. And anyway, I hadn't rubbed it all the way in and, uh, when I walked into the church, uh, Brother Randy, uh, he noticed that. And he commented on I said, I said, oh, it's just coconut oil, but I really wished it was the glow of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, I really wished it was the glow of the Holy Ghost because that's more important. More important than anything is that when the world looks at us, that they see Jesus, and that we're full of the Holy Ghost, that we have the power in the name of Jesus. So God bless you. That concludes our reading for today. Um, tomorrow we should be able to finish that. Maybe. I think tomorrow we'll finish. Yeah, chapter one. I'll finally get through chapter one in tomorrow's podcast. Well, if you like my podcast, share it with your friends. God bless you. Bye-bye.